Hey, everybody, this is Fred Ricciani of the TSC News Podcast. I sincerely appreciate y'all checking us out. For those wondering how you can access us, we're everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it, we're on it. We also have an official YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the sports courier. Or you could just search my name, Fred Ricciani, or TSC News. Be sure to enable notifications so you never miss an update. We're also on Instagram at TSC News, Twitter at Sports Courier, Facebook.com slash the sports courier. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the latest TSC audio. Been a lot going on, obviously, and for a while I had pulled back from covering professional wrestling because, uh, you know, a lot of disturbing things. Uh, I think anybody who's followed me over the years knows that I covered the Ashley Massaro allegations, or miss you rest in peace, covered extensively speaking out, which was pro wrestling's Me Too movement at the time, although unfortunately I feel like it didn't have the same reckoning as the Me Too movement in Hollywood. Uh, although even Hollywood now is trying to like backtrack from the Me Too movement with some of the recent moves. And I just kind of got tired. And then you see in recent months, in recent years, uh, the initial Vince McMahon allegations, everybody thinking, oh, it's just hush money for a mistress. Uh, and then you see the 67-page lawsuit of Janelle Grant versus the WWE, and the allegations are just horrifying. The texts alone are horrifying. You see, months back, Vince McMahon also settled with Rita Chatterton. Hmm, I thought she was lying, huh? Yeah, okay, Vince, why would you settle then uh, for a significant amount of money? Uh, you see Ari Emanuel, who runs Endeavor, essentially overlooked Vince McMahon's past alleged crimes to do business with him, much like he did business with Dana White. Although, while Dana White is certainly problematic, he's not Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, which is saying something, the bar is in hell if you're comparing yourself to Vince McMahon and you're slightly better than Vince McMahon. But here we are. Uh, it's WrestleMania season. People have been talking about Cody Rhodes choosing Roman Reigns to uh, fight at WrestleMania, go after the undisputed championship, all that hoopla. The Rock is back, this and that. And I just want to remind everybody here, and I'm not saying I'm going to be covering wrestling week to week like I used to, but I just want to remind everybody that abuse is a real thing, that sex trafficking is a real thing. And maybe YouTube will censor me for saying some of this stuff, but that's fine. Okay, these are real things. I'm not saying you can't tune in on Peacock or tune in on Fox or USA or wherever you watch your, you know, your WWE TNT sports to enjoy the show. Go for it. But just remember where your money's going. If you're going to buy that merchandise, if you're going to buy that video game, if you're going to buy those tickets to a live event, this is a company that based on all these allegations that have come out and some that came out in the past. And now when you put them all together, it's like, holy crap, they could very well have allegedly partaken in a sex trafficking ring, trafficking ring, and a whole system of abuse from Rita Chatterton in the mid-80s, the referee who was allegedly sexually assaulted by Vince McMahon, to Ashley Massaro, who unfortunately died by suicide and possibly due to a lot of issues stemming from her WWE run, which included her allegedly being sexually assaulted on a military base in Kuwait during a tribute to the troops tour. Never mind the fact that she had allegedly reported the incident. And John Laurinaitis, the former head of town relations who was named in that Janelle Grant lawsuit, reported or admitted, hey, yeah, all the higher-ups knew that Ashley Mauro was assaulted. Did anything ever come of it? No, it did not. And I remember five years ago, naively, naively thinking, oh, man, surely this is going to be a big scandal. Surely after Ashley Massaro's untimely death and unsealed affidavit from the concussion lawsuit, 
surely something's going to come out of it, right? Surely there's going to be an investigation or something, or, or the database going to have to at least make some sort of statement. Nothing really happened. And it's a damn shame that five years later, uh, things are finally coming out. I mean, it's, I'm not saying it's a damn shame. It's great that it's happening, but it's a shame it took so long. And it's a shame that, thing, that the truth or the alleged truth is coming out five years after her untimely passing. It really is. And I can only imagine how much her daughter suffer, has suffered since then. And she's just one of many alleged victims. I mean, you got to understand, we only know about Janelle Grant. We don't know the other, I think there are at least like two or three other women, like two or three other women, allegedly, who were paid off by Vince McMahon that we don't know about. We don't know about the countless superstars who were, her divas, women's wrestlers, who were harassed um, over the years and everything. We know that Brock Lesnar partook in, you know, looking at pictures of Jail Grant, and, or allegedly partook in taking a look at pictures of Janelle Grant, and, uh, you know, as a as a con alleged condition for his re-signing of WWE would be to in essentially have Janelle Grant delivered to him like a sex slave. Just awful, awful stuff. And I just want people to not lose sight of the fact that at the end of the day, Vince being gone does not mean the problem and the people who instituted this system of abuse and racism and harassment and assault and trafficking, allegedly, are gone. Triple H is still there. There was somebody in the lawsuit named Corporate Officer Number One. Well, that guy, I'm pretty sure, was on the board of directors, and at one point it was, it was Triple H, Paul Levesque. So Kevin Dunn doesn't fit that bill, even though Kevin Dunn's a terrible person. He was also uh, reportedly a, a terrible person to Ashley Massaro and told her not to report her uh, sexual assault. It doesn't that doesn't uh, mean Bruce Pritchard, who is Vince McMahon's right hand man, although I'm sure he'll be implicated at some point. But no, it leaves Triple H. And here's Triple H after a horrible press conference, or a post-fight press conference at the Royal Rumble, you know, saying, oh, we had a great week and I want to keep things positive and this and that, making a complete ass out of himself. He's had a worse statement on abuse or any kind of harassment policy. I don't think he even actually talked about a, a, a whatever non-existent harassment policy that he has at that press conference, right? He had a worse statement. Then Cody Rhodes in that same press conference who handled it sort of like an EVP, like he was in AEW. And like Seth Rollins told Fightful, and I'm paraphrasing here, you can check out Sean Ross Sapp's uh, Fightful Fightful interview. But essentially Seth said, hey, it's awful what happened, what allegedly happened, and you know, if it's true, everybody deserves to go down. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, kudos to Seth for answering the question directly, answering it head on. And meanwhile, you got Triple H, who was mentored by Vince McMahon for over 25 years, Who's his literal father-in-law? Now, allegedly, he's divorced. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. Who cares? Doesn't matter. The guy at the end of the day is still the grandfather of his freaking children. All right, and he's gonna claim like ignorance. He listen. There's only two things that could have happened. All right, he either knew about it and covered it up, or he's just a big dumb bodybuilder who happens to be an executive of a publicly traded billion-dollar company. You know, go easy on him. Like f that man. So anyway. I'm not trying to rain on everybody's WrestleMania parade. I think creatively, there's a lot of things firing on all cylinders. And I'm not even saying, again, don't watch WWE, but just think about where your money goes. That's all I'm saying. You want to watch it? Whatever. But if you're going to spend that money on tickets to live events, on merch, on video games, all I'm saying is just think twice. And if you really want to go or you really want to spend that money, also think about maybe looking at a women's shelter in your area 
looking at RAIN, which is a, a very uh, prominent organization for uh, SA victims. And just maybe putting your money towards that as well, you know, because this thing ain't going away. There's going to be more, there's going to be more awful details. I think a lot of our quote unquote faves or people that we grew up with uh, are going to be implicated at some point. And look, you can enjoy wrestling. You can enjoy matches. You can, you know, love the fact that WWE and pro wrestling in general is your escape, but you cannot lose sight of the fact that these are very serious allegations and that everybody should be held accountable. And if that means taking half the company down, so freaking be it. You know, me personally, let's just say these allegations are true, right? And I think based on anybody who's followed me over the years, I think you know which way I lean towards uh, in regards to these allegations as somebody who covered, again, speaking out in Ashley Mazzaro extensively. I would get rid of anybody that was really closely associated with Vince. I mean, Triple H, guilty by association at the very least. Bruce Pritchard, who we've had on the show, was, was awesome. But you know what? I'm sorry, Bruce. Guilty by association, bud. You know, he was Vince's right-hand man, lackey for a long time, proxy. Even Ronda Rousey publicly said, hey, Vince ain't really gone because Bruce is still there. Michael Hayes, who you can make the strong argument should have been fired a long time ago for saying the N-word to Mark Henry. Now, granted, he was suspended and publicly humiliated, but at the end of the day, he still kept his job for well over a decade after that incident. I think almost two decades now. So... Yeah, I mean, it starts at the top. And at the end of the day, at the top right now, at least publicly in WWE, is Triple H, and he's got to go. And Shawn Michaels, you know, I know he's one of our all-time faves, so a lot of us wrestling fans, you know, one of maybe the best pure wrestler in uh, WWE history. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Okay, we got we to we take this. We got to remove our fan cap here, okay? And I've been watching WWE, okay? And I've been watching WWE more as like uh a more educated fan over the last couple of years since I pulled back from my wrestling coverage, right? Doing all more film TV and then, you know, more recently amplifying humanitarian causes like, you know, everything on in uh, Palestine, Syria, so on and so forth on my other channel. If you want to check that out, by the way, youtube.com slash CSC gaming. Uh, but anyway, I think we got to take our fan cap off for a minute. Like I just took mine right here. We got to understand nothing trumps uh, abuse. Nothing trumps the consequences of abuse, whether it be as a bystander, as an enabler, or as a partaker. And that goes for any, any, any workplace. And just because other companies and other entities and other industries, and in particular the wrestling industry, have tried to normalize it for decades, does not mean that we should be tolerating it in the year 2024 and beyond. So in the case of Shawn Michaels, he was asked by Nick Hausman a couple weeks ago on the Vengeance Day media call, Hey, do you have any response to allegations that you drugged and allegedly uh, assaulted women with Marty Jannetty back in the day, as told by Bruce, Bruce Beefcake? And he essentially said, no, we would never do that. And Bruce Beefcake walked back to claims and blah, blah. And okay. Those are some pretty serious allegations, though. And again, I'm not saying Shawn Michaels partook in that because Marty Jannetty says a lot of crazy things online and Bruce Beefcake says a lot of crazy things online. But again, you have to start cross-examining all these people that were close to Vince McMahon. You have to start cross-examining all the people who called Vince McMahon, a.k.a. their boss, their boss, a father figure. And then you have to remember, if you ever read that horrific lawsuit, and you should read it at least once, even though it's a horrible read, just because it's just, it's a necessary read. Just like the Cassie lawsuit with Diddy, I think you really need to read and understand what some of these women have allegedly gone through with powerful men, okay? Vince McMahon allegedly distributed those photos 
passed her around like a toy uh, via her video, uh, Janelle Grant, via her videos, via her photos, um, allegedly pro promised her to Brock Lesnar, John Laurinaitis, who, by the way, John Laurinaitis allegedly partook in all this, um, and he's claiming to be a victim, you know, and turning on Vince already, legally speaking. While he was married, and still married, to Kathy, Kathy Colache or Kathy Garcia, the, the mother of uh, Brie and uh, Brie and Nikki Bella, who was going through brain cancer. He was allegedly cheating and doing all this crap while his wife was going through brain I mean, in general, cheating is horrible, but on top of that, just disgusting. So I really need y'all to just cross-examine. And look, Brian Danielson is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. I'm not saying Brian Danielson um, partook in anything nefarious, by the way. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, what does that say when a guy like Brian Danielson, who's known to be a very nice guy, you know, held Vince until recently in such high regard? Even after the initial allegations, it's like, oh, we all make mistakes. You know, Kurt Angle, Mick Foley, Kevin Nash, all these guys. Like, what is the stranglehold that Vince McMahon has on these guys? I know for some it's money. But I know for others it's like, oh, you know, he treated me so well. And he hugged me and he was a father figure. And I just, stop. Just stop. At the end of the day, okay? You can respect your boss. You can be friendly with your boss, but a father figure, like, just, just, just stop. And, and I think to me, it also speaks volumes in a sense that not, while not everybody partook in abuse, like I'll give like a guy like, you know, like Brian Danielson, Seth Rollins, people who are top guys today to be liked by Vince, like the benefit of the doubt, um, based on their, you know, their reputation over the years, never heard anything really bad about either one of those guys or Roman Reigns and most are good things about them as people. Um, but what does that say when like, I don't know, certain things are normalized, right? Like when Joey Ryan was outed, like he was hiding in plain sight. And I got in trouble for, for uh, something I said a while ago, but I stand by it, which is like, I'm not saying that like the Young Bucks and all these other people enabled Joey Ryan. I'm not saying that all these other wrestlers who booked Joey Ryan um, would have supported Joey Ryan if they knew all the gruesome details or alleged details behind the scenes. But you're telling me that there was never a sign that Joey Ryan might've been at least creepy or done something that let's just say if we were in a real job and like a corporate job would have been an HR violation. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's more than just like Vince McMahon being an alleged rapist, right? It's just the it's just like the patterns of abuse. You don't have to be uh, committing, you don't have to see somebody committing SA to know their behavior is wrong, right? I think we, I think a lot of us uh, who were raised right know like what's right from wrong. You know what I mean? Like there doesn't have to be, like we can recognize harassment. I mean, most companies have harassment policies and harassment training. Like, I think we can identify that. And I think that's where wrestling needs to have a hard look in the mirror and have a reckoning, even in the case of like AEW. Like AEW, yeah, it's it's an awesome promotion. They're doing really well. I know their attendance hasn't been great, but they're on the verge of having a massive, massive uh, contract extension in TV, and that's awesome for them. But let's keep it real. While Tony Khan is not Vince McMahon uh, as a promoter, which is a good thing, he still allegedly may have had Kyle Ray sign an NDA um, to cover up any kind of miscon alleged misconduct by Chris Jericho. And if you recall a couple months ago at the World's End post-fight press conference, Tony Khan didn't really seem to take the harassment policy that he was championing very seriously. And again, I'm not saying that uh, the current women of AEW feel unsafe. I'm not saying that he has fostered a culture of abuse that WWE allegedly had and has, okay? But I'm just saying that doesn't mean... Tony Khan himself is above reproach or any wrestling pro doesn't matter. I don't care if it's GCW, MLW, TNA, which you just randomly got rid of Scott DeBoer. 
Uh, you know what I mean? I think we need to start holding these people to higher standards. You know, we, re we really do. Just because NFL teams can get away with just hiring some domestic abusers and covering it up and giving Deshaun Watson a huge contract doesn't mean we have to tolerate and tolerate it in other sports and other forms of entertainment, right? So just make your voices heard is all I'm saying. Like everybody deserves a, space, a safe space, excuse me, especially women, especially women in the year 2024, especially in wrestling when let's keep it real, especially in wrestling when let's keep it real. It's the women who are really moving the needle consistently and... Yeah, it's just long overdue. Let's go to some of the comments here. Steven the Dude, what do you think about the past stuff with uh, Pat Patterson and Roddy Piper? Um, the Pat Patterson allegations, you know, I would have to, I'd want to get like David Dixon span or somebody like that who could probably uh, speak about it a little bit better than me because obviously that was like before my time. But I do know like those allegations were certain, certainly had a lot of teeth to them. And I know, of course, a lot of people said, well, hey, those allegations only came about because uh, Pat Patterson was openly gay and... There was still stigma at the time of wrestling about that. And so I don't, it did, it's not a good look. I mean, no, he, I mean, Pat did go away for a while and then come back. So, and I know he was well-respected by all the, all the talent or a lot of the talent anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, especially in retrospect, you have to look back now and be like, was there truth to any of those um, allegations? Um, right. Especially with Mel Phillips and everything else. And again, that's so much a deep dive for another time. And I would like to probably get like a Dave Meltzer. I would like to probably get like a Dave Meltzer or somebody like that, or David Bix to span on um, one day, hopefully, or John Pollock, who you know could do maybe a deeper a deeper dive on that particular um, topic. Roddy Piper. Uh, I think you're talking about Roddy Piper when he talked about how he has no pension, no this, no that, and he did like a, a real sports interview with HBO, and then he got unceremoniously fired by WWE. Yeah, I remember that. Now, granted, they did bring him back a couple years later, um, but yeah, looking back, it's, it is. Like, if you watch that interview, you can see essentially why uh, a lot of old-timers decided to just come back to Vince. Even the guy like Bret Hart, who I respect a lot. And granted, Bret Hart, let's keep it real, uh, didn't treat Martha Hart the best, which is a black mark on uh, his legacy as a person, not just as a wrestler. Um, you know, and kind of initially dismissive of Rita Chatterton and her allegations. So... You know, now granted, he's walked that back, at least uh, the Rita Chatterton side of things. Uh, I think the other day he did an interview with Slate and buried Vince in WWE. So, yeah, I, th I think with the benefit of high, I mean, even back then, it was like an accurate statement what Ryan Piper said about, you know, wrestlers not having pension and, uh, you know, they're not going to live a long life and everything. And unfortunately, that prophecy was true. I mean, Ryan Piper, I think, died at what, like 61? You know, I, I, think, I think there's a big reckoning in the wrestling business, too, not just from a abuse standpoint and everything right but even just from like a, a growth standpoint like thank god we're not in the era now where wrestlers are dying prematurely but now you have more older wrestlers than ever that are still active which is great to see but it's just kind of you know what i mean whereas when i was growing up tragically you i don't say you get used to it but there must be so many wrestlers that would die like by age 40 and lower so it's crazy but no roddy pipe was on point um, back in the day. And I, I think this is the thing you'll see, folks. You'll, you're going to go... I think as more more stuff comes out into lawsuits and these allegations and this reporting by the Wall Street Journal, um, even though they were in incredibly Islamophobic last week with one of their uh, one of their articles on, on Dearborn, Michigan, so shame on them. But I think when you see more reporting from Washington... Uh, from, excuse me, the Wall Street Journal, maybe the Washington Post too, um, from Tim Marchman, who's in a spectacular job for Vice News... And just in general, I, I think when you go back and see some of the past comments that were made by guys like Paul London, who had all but confirmed that Ashley Massaro was pursued by Vince McMahon, 
Um, when you look at past comments that are for your surface about like Matt Hardy alleging that, you know, uh, Ashley may have also been pursued by or harassed by Vince McMahon. You're going to look back at all these comments that were made in these shoot interviews, uh, you know, during the early days of Twitter and even before Twitter. And you're going to be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound right. Like, you know, I think I think this is the thing. It's always been an open secret that Vince McMahon's a terrible person. It's always been an open secret that, that you know, Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon kind of fostered this culture of abuse and bullying and all that jazz, especially with Bradshaw and all these people. Um, but when it's all kind of put together and laid out in a lawsuit or in reports, and then you go back and add everything up in totality, it's like a relationship, a bad, uh, it's like a toxic relationship, right? When you're in the relationship, everything feels good. Maybe there's one flare up here and there but you don't really see what the problem is and then at the end when y'all break up or something happens you look back and you add everything up and you're like oh my god that was actually really toxic that was actually really harmful and yeah i feel like that's been the case of deadby and his wrestlers who they've illegally uh identified as uh independent contractors for all these years and honestly i think too in some ways uh, the blame uh, look the blame is ultimately on who ran the company right Vince McMahon, kevin dunn all these awful people uh, but I think also in the case of a guy like Kevin Nash, who has completely made a joke uh, about Janelle Grant and her lawyer, who, by the way, I believe that lawyer represented Harvey Weinstein's victims. And we saw how Harvey ended up. So nice one, Kevin Nash, scumbag. Um, I think what we see is that a lot, what's a shame is that a lot of these wrestlers, unfortunately, didn't follow Jesse Ventura's lead back in the day. These guys in their primes had the opportunity to make the industry better, not just for themselves, but for their peers to get more money, to get more royalties, maybe even to get royalties in modern times for Peacock and the network and all and Netflix, right, for their likeness. Uh, and instead, it was just a selfish business where a lot of these guys, either who were part of the culture or benefited from that toxic culture, who partook in it and they just, you know, stayed kissing Vince Man's ass, kissing Paul Levesque's ass, standing on their good side, just hoping for that one check. And in some cases, like, you know, for some superstars, I don't blame them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, where are you going to go? There wasn't AEW before. Um, TNA, you know, was kind of falling off a few years back. But I don't know, man. I, I can't, me personally, I kind of look, overlook all that stuff. I know a lot of people wouldn't overlook all that stuff, but this is wrestling. Um, look, okay, Noe Lauer says, look, at this point, get rid of everyone who, who knew Vince. Why don't we need to get rid of everyone who knew Vince, but who works closely with him? Yeah, I mean, again, Paul Levesque, I think, is... First and foremost, um, definitely Bruce Pritchard. Definitely. And look, if these guys are exonerated or whatever the case may be, if you really want to bring them back, you always could. But I just find it hard to believe that Vince McMahon was so blatant. And just in the case of Janelle Grant. And here's the thing, right? If he was allegedly this blatantly abusive and harmful and disgusting with Janelle Grant in his 70s, you really mean to tell me that Vince McMahon wasn't like this in his 60s? You really mean to tell me he wasn't like this in his 50s and his 40s, maybe in his 20s? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, does someone just wake up one day and be like, you know what, I'm going to be abusive? I, I don't I, I don't think so. Especially as a billionaire with all these resources and stuff like that. It's all like these guys broke and had some mental breakdown or something. Yeah, like, no. Like, come on. Come on. It, I mean, look at Chris Benoit, right? There are all these people for years that were like, oh, well, I don't think Benoit should be judged by the last weekend of his life. It was so tragic, and we should remember all the good times. I think McFoley, that was McFoley times. I think McFoley, that was McFoley's logic for events. Like, I just hope people can also remember the good times. I'm just thinking, you know what? I watched that Dark Side of the Ring documentary on, on Benoit, and, like, he had abused Nancy before. 
uh, before killing her. Like, 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 I think like years prior and months prior. So no, this was like a pattern. You know what I mean? A lot of these things don't just come out of nowhere. So again, all I'm saying is keep asking these questions. You can enjoy your WrestleManias. You can enjoy your Elimination Chambers. You can enjoy your Dynamites and, and Revolutions as things retirement. But just keep asking these questions and it's okay to demand better. It is okay to demand better. Especially, again, with Tony Khan too. When the bar of being a good person in wrestling is not being Vince McMahon, that bar is in hell. Okay? And more needs to be demanded of all these guys. And honestly, I'll say this too. I'll say the quiet part out loud. I think it's a bad look for Tony Khan if, if those allegations against Chris Jericho, whatever they are, um, turn out to be true. If, if these allegations turn out to be true and are ever unearthed, or if more allegations come out, it's going to look real bad on Tony Khan's part if uh, he ended up giving Chris Jericho what Dave Meltzer reports as the highest contract in AEW history. In an extension, by the way, from his original deal. It's going to look really freaking bad, so... But, you know, what the hell can you do? Um, other than continue to speak up, uh, continue to support your local women's shelters and uh, different organizations that, that fight against uh, sexual abuse and harassment and assault uh, and educate as well. And just keep advocating for victims, the victims that are still here with us that we don't know about, the, the alleged victims that we do know about that are still here with us, like Janelle Grant. And, of course, the uh, alleged victims who uh, sadly are no longer here with us, like Ashley Massaro. Uh, Steven says, it's very disappointing how far the depravity in wrestling history goes. At least not as bad as it used to be, I guess, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely helps having uh, a lot of women as your top stars now. You know I mean, like, I would like to, I would like to think that the four horsewomen and the women that came after them did not go through the stuff that the divas of, you know, the 2000s went through and all that. But you, you, you just don't know. You, ju you, you just don't know. I mean, you know. There, listen, there, let's keep it real. There's been women who were on TV that randomly disappear. I, I think here's the, here's the, here's the thing that's, that I think not scares me, but really disturbs me. And I want people to think about this, right? All these different reasons for why somebody wasn't used or not used or how they were used, particularly with women. You have to now think of it from, uh, uh, think of it like this. This was all through the lens and management of an alleged serial rapist. Like, we've had decades of wrestling television presented to us in the vision of an alleged serial rapist and enablers of an alleged serial rapist. That's really disturbing. Like, all these years we hear about, oh, well, if you can draw, they'll push you and this. So, you know, a case of, you know, somebody rejecting advances or rejecting going to this party or rejecting partaking in abuse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen, like, I already had zero respect for Vince McMahon just, like, for the allegations, even before the allegations, just, like, how he treated his wrestlers, how he treated his people, how he treated people on camera, like, how he treated Jim Ross and all these guys. And, look, uh, you know, I've had Jim Ross on the show multiple times. I like him a lot. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of scared about who is going to be uh, implicated in all these things. Even just, like, as, like, even if they just knew, if it was hearsay, like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. At the end of the day, my thoughts are and prayers are with the victims, the alleged victims. I hope there's justice. I pray to God that the, for the alleged victims who are still with us on this earth, I hope they can find the, and I don't blame them if they don't want to, obviously, uh, because it's so hard to just, you know, get through the psychological challenges of abuse and, and overcoming that. Um, but I just pray that there are more brave women like uh, Janelle Grant out there who are willing to come forward, who are willing to uh, step up to the plate 
and you know really it gets to take all these people down not because i want them to suffer through that trauma and relive that trauma again but because yeah again it's 2024 there's no room for abuse right and and don't and listen there's a lot I could say about TKO leadership and Endeavor leadership in general. You could, you should Google who Ari Emanuel's dad is, by the way. You should Google uh, what his brother used to do or was allegedly linked to in uh, Chicago, by the way. I mean, we're not dealing with saints here. But right now, again, if we're talking about wrestling. And look, there's plenty I could say Dana White and what we already know about him just from seeing his conduct on camera. But, right, but this is about Vince McMahon. This is about the people underneath him. And this is about TKO getting their crap together. Um, after willingly getting in business with this guy and his uh, re old regime and cleaning house. Do I believe they'll do that? Honest to God, I'll believe it when I see it. But I think we've never had a better opportunity to clean up wrestling uh, than right now. Will we clear up of all the abusers? Uh, you know, if I'm being honest, I hate to say it, probably not. But can we get a lot of these guys out there publicly shamed, uh, publicly sued, and dare I say, in the case of Vitzik Man, who you know, believe is still under federal investigation for sexual sex uh, trafficking, um, can we get these guys possibly charged? Inshallah. I sure hope so. So, anyway, enjoy WrestleMania season. Enjoy all uh, your time with your families. Uh, but remember to protect one another, no matter what industry you work in, what field you work in. If you see something, say something in terms of abuse. Don't be a bystander. Uh, don't just don't just you know, overlook it. Don't certainly don't partake in it. And if you do, again, plan on buying DDB2K or all these other or anything DDB related that could go to that, that's money that could go to DDB's pocket. Please think twice and please maybe think about donating to uh, a, a women's shelter or a credible charity that combats these issues uh, and you know this plague that I just talked about for the last uh, half hour. Uh, one more question, Mr. Loki. I'm getting withdrawn for DDB because I don't know. Who knew about Vince and how far it goes? Yes, I mean, like you got Pat McAfee on commentary, and Pat, and Pat McAfee was like verbally filleting Vince on Twitter a couple of years ago after the initial allegations came out. You know, he went, he was caught on camera going to Vince McMahon's birthday party after he was exiled. John Cena was too, and John Cena even after the allegation, not the, not the most recent ones, but the initial hush money allegations, right when Vince didn't meet like the requirements of the NDA. You know, John Cena was like, you know, I know, blah, blah, blah. I love, I still love Vince McMahon. Like, it's, I'm sorry. We, like I said, y'all gonna, we all got have to mentally prepare for the fact that a lot of our faves are probably not going to look good by the end of this year. And at the end of the day, that's okay. That's okay because once again, as I sign off, nothing trumps the pain, the suffering the alleged harassment and trauma that that abuse victims have gone through, and may they all get justice—not just in the wrestling business, but in any business where um, in any you know facet of life where this is occurring. So anyway, love y'all. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, I'm sure I'll be back with some more live streams down the road. Uh, but just just had to get that off my chest. It's been a while. And again, I've, before I go, definitely shout out to Sean Ross Sapp and Fightful for doing a great job covering the story. Shout out to John Pollock, Wei Ting of uh, Post Wrestling. Who have done an excellent job? Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics, Tim Marchman of uh, Vice News. I just really, you know, I just really want to shout out the David Bixis span who's been, you know, everywhere over the years. Well, I guess we really want to shout out the guys who have extensively, you know, covered these uh, patterns and allegations of abuse over the years. Patterns and allegations of abuse over the years, because this is important. Uh, you know, my friend uh, Steffi B, wrestling in color, who's on uh, YouTube. If you want to subscribe to her, like this stuff's no joke.
and uh, you know it needs to be talked about so anyway much love much respect prayers to all my peoples in Lebanon, Palestine, Syria, all around the world as well. Love y'all. Thank you all so much for support. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.